Hey, it's the guys from Falling With Style. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And we're back with another bonus episode that isn't dedicated to just one film in the Pixar Animation Studios canon. We don't typically cover current events or news. It's not really the idea of the show. Uh, But this feels particularly important um, and relevant uh, to stuff we care about and to conversations we've had on the podcast. So I'm sure you saw the title of this. You kind of have an idea of what we're going to talk about, but we're talking about uh, Pixar's uh, statement on Disney's interference in telling queer stories, essentially, is what what we want to chat briefly about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because when we started doing the podcast, I think the idea was pretty simple. It was just like, let's watch each Pixar movie and kind of track two major things. And those things were like the technological advances and their storytelling. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of had little things we've explored along the way, like little mini theses or like themes we've been exploring and, and and whatnot. And I think one of those things is something that you and I do, Derek, all the time, which is just like examining how stories tell us what we're supposed to learn and how we're supposed to act and treat each other and ourselves and view ourselves and all that sure. sort of like essentially like social justice stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and so we we didn't make Pixar movies an exception to that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when Pixar, e- even me, uh, who who tends to fiercely defend Pixar at every turn, we've been pretty critical of certain things that Pixar has done, uh, both in early movies from the mid-90s, but even recent movies. And we've alluded to things that we expected we would talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and some recent events kind of... Uh, kind of offered some new perspective. I don't know, and this is what you and I can sort of talk about, because I don't, you and I haven't talked a whole lot about this. Mm -mm. Um, I don't know how much it necessarily changes what we've said, but I think it does offer perspective on what we've said, and it certainly gives me a new lens to look through and new stuff to consider. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think um, probably first off, it's probably better to establish like the context for all of it, like the statement. Cause this, I know by the time this is released, it's been a little while since that statement came out. This isn't like fresh off the presses about a month. Yeah. Um, But we don't, we don't do this. Like we do it in real time and that we do it once a month. But like, I think you and I unspoken, like sort of unspokenly were like, well, anybody could listen to any of these episodes whenever, you know? Mm -hmm. And we know that people do that. Like, if I, I've peeked at our numbers sometimes and there's like weird waves where you can tell like, oh, some people just started listening to everything we did. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know, so, and I think it's one of the reasons we wanted to do this is so that they could encounter it as they go. But sorry, yeah. I cut you off. No, I, I, I don't know if I had more to it. I guess it's just um, I think you have the actual statement that they released that they get very specific in it. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know if there's any particular like kind of highlights or a good summary. Yeah. That you sort of have of it. Well, OK, so just I, I mean, I guess if this auto played in your feed and you didn't see the title, I mean, what one of the critiques we've had of Pixar is the way that they 
have presented queerness in their movies, or I guess mm-hmm. not presented queerness in their movies. Um, and we were hardest on this when we talked about Finding Dory. We were especially hard on it when we talked about Finding Dory. Yeah. And I, I don't think not rightfully so, but again, new perspective. And I think we were probably ready to revisit that conversation uh, in, in the months upcoming when we talk about Onward, Luca, and Turning Red. Mm-hmm. Um, but in March of 2022, if if you're listening to this way later or after the fact, Pixar released a statement responding to words and actions of Disney, their parent company, uh, as Disney tried to basically play both sides of a legislative issue that would essentially like roll back progress made toward advancing civil rights for pretty much anyone of a sexual orientation other than straight. Uh, you've probably heard of this Florida bill and many subsequent bills as the don't say gay bills. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically Disney once once the don't say gay bill in Florida, which prevents not to get into the super nitty gritty of it, but it, it, the biggest sort of effect that people have been talking about is it prevents student like teachers and instructors in schools, not just from teaching students about sexual orientation, but even just identifying themselves as such under the sort of umbrella of not being allowed to teach students about sexual orientation. So it really like limits people's ability right. to simply exist in their place of work. Um, and for any students who have uh, either like queer family, queer parents, or themselves a queer identity, it doesn't allow them to navigate their own spaces uh, authentically. Yeah. And so Disney, for lack of a better term, was caught. Um, although this isn't news for Disney necessarily, but I think it's been ramping up and people are sort of fed up with the like rolling back of civil rights. Disney was sort of caught um, having donated to a lot of legislators who were pushing this bill. And so when it passed, people were like, hey, guess what, Disney? This is partially your fault. And the really shocking thing that happened after that, uh, following, I think, like, I I think maybe leading up to actually, like, walkouts at Disney Studios, like various Disney Studios, Mm -hmm. um, was this statement by Pixar, which which happened on March 9th uh, of 2022. And it was addressed by... Um, the LGBTQIA plus employees of Pixar and their allies to the leadership of Disney. And essentially they, they started by saying, you know, we hoped that our comp, our company would show up for us in the face of the don't say gay bill, but it didn't. And then it highlights three claims that Disney made in its own statement, uh, attempting to like damage control because people were like, what the hell are you doing, Disney? And they're like, well, hold on, listen to us. <laughs> so there are these three claims that Disney made and Pixar really tore each one apart. I think when you first go into this statement, which is very long, so we're not going to read the whole thing. Yeah, I think what you want is like, oh, I heard that Pixar said that Disney is censoring them. And I think you're hoping to get like a list of things that Disney told Pixar they couldn't do. It's not that. It's never going to be that. They're Pixar's... probably not allowed to reveal right, that stuff. Exactly. They're all under I... NDAs and stuff. Exactly. And for Disney, I expect we'll never know unless somebody really like on their deathbed writes a tell-all and has like nothing <laughs> to lose. You know what I mean? Which could happen. I hope so. I hope <laughs> it, it happens. Di- I honestly. think we'll see a Disney War too at, at some sure. point in our future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I guess never say never, but it's probably not likely to happen from anybody who's at Pixar 
right now, you know? Sure. Um, so, but what it did do was still really incredible and really knocked my socks off because it had, it, it, it picked apart each one of Disney's claims. And one of those claims was that Disney has a history of supporting the queer community. And Pixar said, no, you don't. Yeah. And highlighted multiple things that Disney has done uh, going back. They didn't go so far back that it's like unreasonable necessarily. But they went back to like the 80s and said, like, you've been doing notable anti-queer stuff since the 80s. So they basically went back 50 years and said, you can't even point to anything within the past half century that's notable. And they even what what blew my mind about this one is they even highlighted something that I've been annoyed by which is and I'm I am going to read this part additionally Disney began capitalizing on pride in 2018 with the Rainbow Mickey collection while de-emphasizing the terms like LGBTQ+ and not even featuring explicitly LGBTQIA+ pieces such as pride flag pins until 2021 and I love that Pixar, and we'll get into a couple more things, but it really sets the tone of like, oh, Pixar is coming for their jugular and basically yeah. saying like, you're fake. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and Disney so notably has such a huge like queer following as yeah. a brand and everything, yeah. whether that's fans of the movies, fans of the parks, like there's there's the whole thing of the disney gays like is is right. a is has been yeah, a if thing you're not familiar with decades. gay subculture disney gay is its own thing <laughs> yeah like that is that is a gay subculture and yeah. so it's it is truly bananas that disney honestly doesn't really capitalize on that outside yeah. of like you know your very typical corporate pride bullshit right like, there's so much that they could do to make every every gay unequivocally love them mm-hmm. and yet at every turn it's just like well but our but our you know but our family friendliness our international stuff like right. we can't harm that you know yeah and this so the second claim that pixar refuted was was disney's claim that corporate statements do not change outcomes or minds and they said you're one of the most powerful companies in the world and once again provided examples from the past six years of times when disney simply stated something and it changed the course of legislation or international politics (laughs) including ukraine including georgia legislation from 2016 including disney's statements on the january 6th attempt to seize the Capitol. Like Disney saying that them stating something isn't going to help is just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Pixar called them out. <laughs> Good. So glad. <laughs> and then the final thing that they really picked apart was this weird thing where Disney said, you know what? Statements aren't going to help, but we can continue to push content that will fight against legislation like this. And this is where Pixar really, they, this is where they give the fewest examples, but I think deal one of the biggest blows. And they basically say, if content is the answer, let us do it. And this is where they, they drop the, and here's word for word, nearly every moment of overtly gay affection is cut at Disney's behest. This is the quote that was making the rounds. This is the quote that drew everybody's attention to this. Uh, particular statement because what Pixar said is we've tried and you've said no we've we've tried to put explicitly obvious unquestionably queer affection into Pixar movies and we've had to take it out because of you and that's 
massive. It's so damning. That's like every queer person's suspicion at all times. Right. Whenever you're seeing any media, it's just always like, I see someone feels a little coded or I feel like I'm sensing subtext. Is it just me that I'm reading into this as a queer person? Or is it because some executive thought this needed to be cut out like am i just like is is this is this is like conspiracy brain happening or is this real and this is a case where it's it's proven that yes this is actually what was happening any of that queer subtext you were thinking you were seeing anything that felt like it could have had room to have queerness in it and it seemed like a missed opportunity that they didn't it is because it was meant to be there and was was specifically cut out by the corporation that that funds them right that sucks right they also here's another quote even if creating lgbtqia plus content was the answer to this type of legislation we are being barred from creating it so they they say multiple times that their hands are tied and it is notable that this letter and it's 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 necessary i should point out that this letter does not say specifically who we are who the who the who the creators are what the movies are what the properties are yeah like we said moments ago they're never going to be allowed to do that in an official capacity but i think it's actually important that this letter came from pixar i suspect and all i can do is suspect i suspect that this is the type of thing that could not have happened without the highest levels of executives at pixar basically knowing about it and not fighting against this statement happening. It's not signed by Pete doctor. It's not signed by the president of, of Pixar. Um, It's not signed by any of the, the VPs, um, but it's not signed by anybody. And I think that's intentional. It is intentional that this is the queer folks at Pixar and their allies. Basically Pixar said, this is us saying this. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I I don't want to speculate too much because that's not really what we're here for. But I I, I do wonder, you know, if it's a case where like you you've had your old guard for a long time. And then in the past like decade or so, I think Pixar has seemed seems to have like really been sort of reaching out to get a more diverse group of voices. And there's just naturally going to be more younger, more and more younger people just as as Pixar continues and get and, you know, continues and gets older itself as a company you're going to have more new hires and everything and fresh voices and i have to wonder if like it's just been a thing where there has just been a buildup of like more and more creatives entering the pixar sphere getting more and more power within the fixed pixar sphere who are just sort of like i've been here for long enough and nothing has changed so we need to make the change now and i Maybe they there was even like potential for a walkout of Pixar or a strike of Pixar or something or people threatening to quit if this didn't happen, you know, without like having the support of, of the higher ups. Yeah. And here's the thing that I think is worth noting. And it's it's a soapbox I try not to get on on this podcast because it it, it doesn't matter that much. But I do think it's worth highlighting because a lot of people make this mistake or don't care and don't have to. Uh, but Pixar as an animation studio is a different studio and company than Walt Disney animation studios. So Disney mm-hmm. is a big parent company that owns a bunch of stuff, but as far as leadership goes, creative goes, physical facilities go mission statements, all that sort of stuff. Like Pixar is almost, <laughs> almost its own thing. Obviously this highlights where it is not right. It highlights the power that Disney can exert over it. Um, But it's really a huge deal for one of Disney's biggest limbs and one of its most important limbs 
Pixar, in many ways, you can make the argument, saved Disney animation, <laughs> is basically saying, cut it out. You know, I, they, they don't make any threats, obviously, in this letter. They can't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the sort of inherent threat of, um, hey, we're, we are the strongest or one of the strongest, I would argue strongest, but you all know I'm biased, strongest <laughs> brands under this parent company. And we're telling you we do not approve and that you need to do something. I mean, they specifically say what they're calling on. They say they're calling on Disney leadership to immediately withdraw all financial support from the legislators behind Don't Say Gay Bill to fully denounce this legislation publicly and to make amends for their financial involvement. It's a it's a huge deal for Pixar to have done this. Yeah. And again, it might not be like signed officially from the president of Pixar or whatever, but it doesn't um, need to be. It doesn't need to be. It really doesn't. And yeah. in the and this is, you know, I, I I can see where there's room for cynicism about any of this, but in in, you know, the weeks following, Pixar made a big display of like having their whole company dress in a rainbow <laughs> posted all over the place and say this is what we're about and it was clear that pete doctor was there speaking to his company um about what was going on and what they were doing and and how they planned to move forward like mm-hmm. you can be cynical about it and i think there's there's room for that they're still a big company they still need to make money like any other company but i think i think this isn't something that is insignificant or inconsequential no, absolutely not. I think I just I think the the bomb that they dropped about like saying f- with, you know, no, no uncertain terms that Disney actually does like censor and force them to cut content like I yeah. think is that's a big enough bomb to drop that like like I said, is a thing that people have suspected but had no evidence of necessarily. Yeah. Um, saying that like unequivocally that that happens is, I think, a real power move on their part. Right, and it's a <laughs> it's a big enough bomb to drop that you don't need. I don't think you need the specific examples necessarily because, yeah. like you said, you can kind of point to where they probably are. Yeah, you and can kind of tell. The, again, <laughs> in the weeks following, they they basically provided an example. They said there was. Uh, This is a story that came out shortly after that there was intended to be a uh, kiss between, um, as I understand, two women in the movie Lightyear that they had chosen to take out. I don't know and will never fully know if it was specifically a directive from Disney to take it out or if it was something Pixar knew would be asked to be taken out. But it was taken out and they put it back in. And so it's something you can expect. It's like the tangible result of something like this happening. It sounds like if if nothing else, Pixar is going to fight harder than maybe they arguably should have um, to include this stuff. And you can imagine where those things probably were in other in other movies. <laughs> yeah. And I think like cynically the light year thing, I think could be like uh, a little, like a, a move from Disney to be like, well, okay, see, we learned. So we let them put that back in of there. Course. So clearly course. we've learned everything's fine now. And then want to go back to the status quo after that. So my hope is that now that the, the floodgates had been, o- have been open, Pixar will feel more comfortable with being open whatever those things happen <laughs> yeah. to the point that eventually that cause there will be an uproar every single time you hear about queer content getting cut out of anything Disney from here on yeah. out. 
And I would hope that any other uh, other brands owned by Disney, like creators, would maybe feel a little more empowered to be open about that now that this has happened with both Pixar's letter and with Lightyear as a specific example. That you know maybe somebody doing a Marvel movie or someone doing a Star Wars show or whatever will be like, hey, you know, I'm making this right now, and Disney says they want me to cut this the same sex kiss out of it. So <laughs> I need people on the internet to get mad about it, <laughs> and then yeah. eventually Disney will have to just stop doing it. But. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know it, it it's the the details are always going to be tough, and we'll never know exactly what the specific directives from Disney were versus what the culture Disney built for Pixar was. Where maybe there were lower level creatives who weren't making decisions they wanted to make or chose not to fight for the things that they yeah. thought were important, and that's still a negative effect. That's still something that's being imposed by Disney or perpetuated by leadership at Pixar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like it still is part of the problem and hopefully like you're saying this will empower those people to include it and say I want this or fight for it or um not necessarily say well Disney will never let us do this so let's not even try, right? right. So it, it's 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 a it's sort of a, a one two punch of the people who were willing to do it already are empowered to fight harder and the people who maybe never believed it was possible will will try now to either pitch those stories or include those scenes or tweak those characters or provide that feedback where they might not have before. Right. For sure. So I think where this, I think one of the reasons we felt compelled to do this, I I, I mentioned this already. We were pretty hard on finding Dory. um, And we mentioned this a little bit when it came to cars three as well, which by the way, Cars 3, again, not to go on a huge tangent, no one pays attention to the Cars movies, so no one even (laughs) noticed this. And I will point out that none of the articles I read cited Cars as uh, even hinting at having a queer character in the school bus, but um, we talked about her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we we did bring this up, um, and we were pretty hard on Pixar. I think... If only sort of to pre- to present the the alternate perspective that Pixar wanted to do the things we criticized them for not doing mm-hmm. um, and directing more of that criticism probably at Disney yeah, and acknowledging yeah, that that probably with in hindsight and with more knowledge and information is is probably the more appropriate place, place to direct that. And that's no surprise. You yeah. and I have openly criticized Disney across our yeah. podcasts Absolutely. and just large corporations in general for this very reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is that I don't think any, I don't think this really changes any of our criticisms that have ever come up. The product Um, isn't going to change. It just reframes them is all it does. And so I think that there's no way to not be frustrated about finding Dory's lack of any queer characters outside of two random women that make touch hands or whatever um, in a movie that has Ellen DeGeneres in it. Like that's still ridiculous. It still stands. It's still, it's still stands. Yeah, it's just like, well, then it's Disney's fault that you made the movie worse. Like, yeah. that's that's what it is. Um, and I think going forward, it's going to be the same way. It it doesn't change my opinion of onwards. Like, lesbian cop. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. I guess. Like, right. That that still sucks. Um, I guess I guess like the conversation we could have at certain points. Um, like in that's like an onward is sort of like, well, would it, would it have been better to have like not even like have no representation at all than like this sort of halfway representation, knowing that you have those limitations. And I don't right. know, because is it more frustrating when you get a little bit of it, like a taste of it, but it's like you don't go, they don't go far enough and it feels like it's half-assed, even though, even if that's as far as they were allowed to go by Disney, 
I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about that. I think no matter what, I think it is often the fault of marketers on either Disney or Pixar's end whenever they tout these as like a big deal as having your first gay whatever character. That's still a problem. And I I think no matter what, you shouldn't have done that with the onward character or any really any character in any Pixar movie at this point, because none of nobody in any Pixar movie is good queer representation. And I think because you're bringing up onward, especially, and because we've criticized those like tooting of horns, this, this, this motivates me to, when we get to those movies, be really diligent about trying to figure out where that type of marketing comes from. Yeah. Does it come from Pixar? Is it coming from their own marketing people? Is it coming from Disney or is it making its way around and then it gets touted and then it yeah. looks like the, you know, picks, I, I don't know. I don't know, but it's, yeah. Cause sometimes it is like, you know, sometimes that's something that like is insider information that gets out into the, you know, in, into like articles and stuff. And then right. it sort of makes its rounds that way. And it isn't necessarily like there was a specific marketing push, but I also think that sometimes when it's sort of, gets when it does get leaked out sometimes uh marketing people will try to take advantage of that and then still tout it of course it's such on their end too so yeah. you know it's it's all a little messy Look, Pixar's still a company they still have yeah <laughs> and not to demonize these folks but they have a very particular job and role and part of it is balance but like they have their marketing folks they have their finance folks they have their you know all those people that <laughs> are probably asking those questions uh and are, are forced to be the the proverbial bad guys in situations like this where it's like you know, someone's job, unfortunately, until we fix this is to ask, will that market in these particular places with these particular demographics? Um, and it's unfortunate that that's a thing that these companies are put in the position of having to consider. Right. So in case folks weren't sure, Florida's bill did pass. I mean, Disney couldn't stop it <laughs> uh, or or didn't act enough because I don't think they've really done that much. No, sense. they didn't really do anything. Um, <laughs> I, I, one thing is they, they, they tried to make, I thought this was really funny. They tried to make a big fat contribution to HRC, the human rights campaign. And HRC said, no, thanks. We don't want it, which is wow. also a massive flex. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. turned down Disney money to make a point. Damn. Good for you. Damn. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but the Florida one passed, uh, a similar one passed in Alabama and, this sort of legislation is gaining momentum uh, throughout the country. Uh, so please, please, uh, if this is something you care about and something you think is important, check to see if your state's doing this <laughs> and see if, yeah. if there's something you could do. I know that there are legislators in my state of Ohio who are considering this. So Yeesh. can't wait to, to put them up and try to fight against that. That'll be fun. Oh, boy. But I think it's important we talked about this. Um, yeah. I think it's worth acknowledging what Pixar is currently communicating. And right now, all we can really do is acknowledge what they're communicating. And I think even though a statement is words, I think in this particular case, the act of releasing that statement in the way that they did and the nature of the statement that they released uh, is a pretty bold act. And I, yeah. I commend them for it. And I look forward to seeing if that bold action is reflected in their products moving forward. Absolutely. And all of this, I think, is a good way to acknowledge the importance of how like this sort of media representation does play into real, have real world ramifications. Um, you know, the fact that all of this all of this is tied into the don't say gay bill is why all of this came to a head, mm-hmm. but also conversely, like it's, it makes so clear, it makes it so clear how like 
despite how far we have come in so many regards um, and even like comparably like on TV, I feel like queer representation is, is, is pretty, pretty great or, and continuing to get better, but mm-hmm. somehow in our biggest, most widely seen, um, widely seen like films, it's still like, like decades behind <laughs> what yeah. it should be, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and all of that kind of comes into play to, to real world ramifications. Obviously it's harder, it's harder to fight these actual bills that directly affect people. If, you know, uh, if, if, if we're still having to just like let gay people be on screen at all, you know, mm-hmm. much less, much less, you know, much less like trans people or non-binary people. It's hard enough to just, just to get any, to get like one like gay kiss. Like you can't yeah. like it's, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's infuriating. One gay kiss that can't be easily erased. You know, <laughs> like right. It's 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 damn near impossible. Um, and 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 you know that's that's the big important stuff. But like, it's it's it just ripples because then you have something, and we're we're not. You know, you, you we're not important. <laughs> Hopefully, we're important to you all who are listening to us. But you know, we're we're tiny in the grand scheme of things. But even just for a podcast that's trying trying to track the sort of storytelling journey of its canon, this affects even that. I mean, there's an alternate universe where the storytelling canon is entirely different because the culture was different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's one of the reasons why this stood out to us so much is because one of the things we've been paying attention to is how has Pixar progressed? And it sounds like they could have been or would have been progressing in some of their storytelling and character uh, representation a lot faster and that's a bummer and i yeah. uh I, I wish we could live in the other universe you know <laughs> uh-huh. Me too. but hopefully hopefully this this speeds things up and they can make up for lost time and we yeah. get to benefit from that <laughs> definitely definitely so <laughs> cool well that's all this one is unless you had anything else on this one nah i'm good we just wanted to acknowledge it and also you know for anybody who who's going through chronologically with us uh after the fact not in real time and listened to finding dory and was like damn they're really going in on this company that's trying really hard (laughs) um we want to at least acknowledge that so for sure cool well thanks for listening to this and thanks for listening to our show i can't imagine you'd be listening to this bonus episode if you aren't already you know paying attention to our conversation so we really appreciate you being here and, and popping in for this little one yeah thanks so much see ya see ya